Vox Quick Hits. Fact. Kamala Harris will be the first female vice president. Fact. Kamala Harris will be the first black vice president. Fact. Kamala Harris will be the first South Asian vice president. All three of these are true, and none of them are mutually exclusive. We can all agree that she's the first woman to hold the VP title. But where there still seems to be some confusion is whether we can call Kamala Harris both Black and South Asian. Being multiracial is increasingly common in the U.S. I've noticed a lot more of us since I was little and was one of the only half-Black, half-white kids around. And even though we already had this conversation about identity when Barack Obama was president, it seems like we still haven't moved on from it. Maybe with Kamala, we can finally resist the urge to check only one box. Nisha Chital is the Director of Audience and Engagement at Vox.com. She's also a South Asian woman who wrote a piece on why understanding Kamala Harris's multiple identities shouldn't be so complicated. So Nisha, let's just start from the top. So what is Kamala Harris's background? Kamala Harris is the daughter of an Indian immigrant woman and a Jamaican father. Um, so her mother, Shamala Gopalan, grew up in the Indian state of Tamil Nadu, and which is like in South India. She immigrated to the U.S. to the Bay Area in 1959 to go to grad school at the University of California in Berkeley. And that's where she met Donald Harris, who's a fellow grad student. And they got married. Shamala Gopalan became a cancer researcher. He became a professor of economics. They had their two daughters, Kamala and uh, her younger sister, Maya. And then they divorced when Harris was seven years old. So uh, Kamala and, and, and Maya were really primarily raised by their mother for the rest of their childhood. And their mother was very active uh, in the civil rights movement in Berkeley in, in the 60s and 70s. Both their parents were. She released an autobiography in 2019, and she talked about how her mother raised her with an appreciation for Indian culture. She would cook her daughter's Indian food, um, take them on trips abroad to visit extended family in India. Um, but she was also very keenly aware that the world would perceive her and her sister as Black women first and foremost. And so, you know, she really wanted to to raise them with an awareness of that. Right. And, you know, Kamala hasn't shied away from her blackness either, of course, just as much as she embraces being South Asian. You know, she went to a historically black college. But the idea of her being largely publicly perceived as one or the other is where it gets interesting and complicated. So when she first entered public office and has gotten more national and international renown, how have people generally perceived her and referred to her in terms of her identity? For much of her career, she was often described primarily as a Black woman. And, you know, a lot of her milestones were framed around being the first Black woman to achieve certain milestones. Uh, when she was elected to the Senate in 2016, a lot of the media coverage talked about how she was the second Black woman ever to be elected to the U.S. Senate, but uh, often didn't talk about the fact that she was the first Indian American woman in the Senate. You know, some of that might have to do with how she identifies herself. And, you know, one of the big learnings for me as I uh, researched and wrote this piece was that identity is a really personal thing and it's really up to her. And the public uh, has 
projected a lot of our own anxieties on her of she should identify this way or more of this way. But it's really, you know, her own personal feeling and, and her personal decision. But a lot of media coverage up until this year, I think, has primarily focused on her Black identity. And that may be because of, you know, historical sort of like Jim Crow-esque things like the one drop rule, where like if you're a little bit Black, you are seen as Black and that sort of supersedes other identities that you um, may belong to. I think that's a great point of, you know, she was the second Black woman, but the first South Asian woman. It's like our strange societal inability to celebrate the dual achievement. Like you have to be one or the other, both in terms of your identity and how your identity, you know, represents some sort of milestone or some sort of hardship. Like we even see this with, you know, she's a woman too. With her, it's not like she's the first female vice president. She's the first black vice president or the first Asian vice president instead of all three, which is interesting and complicated. But as you also said, it's a personal choice how she or how anyone chooses to identify. So how does Kamala tend to describe herself now when asked about or discussing her identity? I think it, especially in the past year or so when she's been in the public eye a little bit more, she's she's definitely been talking about both her Black identity and her South Asian heritage. She talks about her mother a lot. Um, you know, she was raised primarily by her mom and she seems to have had a very close relationship with her mom and talks about her and how influential her mom was in her life very often. She often talks about being the daughter of a South Asian immigrant and a Jamaican immigrant. So I think she has really, as she has come into the national spotlight in the last year, you know, as politicians do, she sort of honed like what her story is that she's telling to the world. The interesting thing is like sometimes in interviews, uh, she's been asked, do you identify as black or do I identify as South Asian? Like other people often want to put her in one box or the other. Um, and she, she seems really resistant to that. And, and as I think she should be, I think we are so unused to, as a country, seeing multiracial people in the national spotlight that people still want to put her in one box or the other. And they don't uh, maybe recognize that people can have multiple identities and, and that is increasingly more and more common. Totally. I mean, that's a big part of why Kamala's story resonates with me. I mean, not just because she is a woman and a person of color, it's the combination of that. And it's particularly the the multiracial aspect too. Like I am a biracial woman and that's something, you know, when I grew up and we were told to check our, you know, our ethnicity off, like, you know, on school tests or whatever. <laughs> um, and I would always have to choose other because they would never allow for, you know, choosing more than one option. So seeing someone like Kamala ascend to such a high political office and openly embrace that she is a person of different backgrounds and how they blend together and both are equally important to her. That's something that I've really connected with and something that I find really inspiring about Kamala's story. Is there a personal connection that you have had to this story and the fact that, you know, this person in particular is going to be our next vice president, a woman who is 
Black South Asian? Yeah. You know, originally when I set out to write this story, um, it was a bit of a different direction. It was more about why is Kamala Harris so often identified in the media as a Black woman? And why is her South Asian identity often erased in media coverage? And, and how does the South Asian community feel about that? And so that was the the original sort of angle that I was looking to explore. But as I did a lot of research and I talked to different experts and, and academics who study racial identity in America, I realized that I felt like that was the wrong way to be looking at it. And in terms of personal connection, I have heard many of my own uh, South Asian friends and families say, well, you know, she doesn't talk to the South Asian community that much. She doesn't connect with the community that much. She seems more focused on on reaching Black audiences and she identifies more as Black. And so I know that a lot of South Asians have felt that way, but I felt like that was the wrong way to be thinking about it, that it is ultimately like her personal identity. It is her choice how she wants to present herself to the world and, and how she identifies. And And also, I think the other thing is that the experience of being Black in America is much more fraught and complicated than the experience of, of being South Asian in America. You know, I, Black Americans have obviously this like long entrenched historical oppression in America that they've been fighting against for centuries. And for the most part, Indian immigrants didn't really start to come over to the U.S. until the 1960s when immigration laws loosened up. So the experience of Indian immigrants in America is just completely different. You know, I think she may choose to identify more with the Black community because Black Americans face a sort of unique discrimination that Indians, frankly, don't. You can read the rest of the story at Vox.com. Thanks a lot, Nisha. Thanks for having me. 